welcome to Radio DePaul Sports. The student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. This is sports you've never heard of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Sito. How are you doing today, Jacob? Doing good. Uh, second episode of this new season. It's now, well, the old episode was fall. I'm just like, it's fall now. <laughs> Way to be happy. <laughs> it's fall. Um... Yeah. You ever think you ever think like there's frosty snowman for winter? Why didn't they ever make like a sentient leaf pile for fall <laughs> and have like that character? That's um interesting. Uh, what would a sentient leaf pile do on its daily daily adventures? It would do fall things. It would carve jack o' lanterns. It would then like go get a pumpkin spice latte. All these things we're talking about fall for last week. It's the definite because a frosty snowman is the living embodiment of winter. Sent the sentient leaf pile. I'm not going to give him a funny name. He's always going to be sentient <laughs> leaf pile. Is the living embodiment of fall. All right, that that sounds good. Uh, I guess. Should we actually can... talk? Should we actually talk about a sport or just go on my rant about the sentient leaf pile? Can you can you create a sport that the sentient leaf pile will be a part of? Well, let me tell you this. The sentient leaf pile probably can't see because I don't know what it would use as its eyes. And that goes with the sport we're talking about. Oh, really? Nice segue. So this week, we're going to look at goalball. It is a team sport designed specifically for those with visual impairment and the blind. So participants compete in teams of three, and they try to throw a ball that has bells built into it into the opponent's goal so it's like soccer but with throwing not actual throwing it's like rolling like with bowling and then you try to get it into the goals but then because they're blind and they couldn't see it it's like a dodgeball like a somewhat hard dodgeball they have bells in so they could hear it coming yeah and uh this is actually a olympic sport a para it's a paralympic sports it's one of the official paralympic sports which I don't know if you've ever actually watched those after the Olympics. They're always just as interesting. And it's very like, because they have to do way more thinking of how to do a sport. It's usually like, wow, how did they come up with that? And then obviously, usually, and sometimes they even go on, if it's a similar sport in the regular Olympics, they'll sometimes go into that. So is this, is this the first Olympic sport that we've covered on this show? The first I guess, super, super professional sport. I don't know. Is wife carrying in the Olympics? <laughs> uh, we can do that. I, I don't think so, Jacob. <laughs> I mean, again, give it a more po- modern, politically correct name, but wife carrying is probably of all sports probably could be is the most standardized and be put in the Olympics. But yeah, I don't think <laughs> we've had any uh actual sport that's this recognized with like paralympics and the olympics but okay now here so goalball was uh devised in 1946 by the austrian hans lorenzen and german step rendel as a way of assisting rehabilitation of the visually impaired world war ii veterans in germany at the time so here comes the question I don't know if they're Nazis or not who created this. 
because they are Germans who were coming out of World War II. Not all Germans in World War II were Nazis. A lot were just like, I'm protecting my country or I'm serving, but I, I couldn't find any proof that they definitively weren't. So let's just put that happy thought in your head that this may have been invented by the Nazis. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it became cool. <laughs> competitive in the 50s and 60s and became an official sport at the Paralympic Games in the 1970s. Uh, the first world championship outside of the Olympic Games was held in Austria in 1978. All right. So this is a a pretty old sport then it's got a very storied history yeah so do you want to go about the rules because there are a lot of rules a lot of sports are just not very organized because (laughs) this is a paralympic sport they have to be incredibly organized yeah all right so there are three players that can be on the court per team at a time and they have a maximum of three subs and let's see there it's a game played on a court similar to volleyball and there are goals on either side of the court and these goals go across the entire court so you should say when how it's it's on a court similar to volleyball it's like they play it inside on a volleyball type court like it's a hard hardwood court but then it's like it's actually closer to soccer and how it's designed right uh, the court itself is 18 meters by 9 meters, and the goals on either side of the court is 1.3 meters high. So, uh... <laughs> I yeah, see I don't do- know metric system. <laughs> I'll pretend I understood all of that. Your, uh, your, your arm-raising measurement... Well, that I'm thinking of how high is 1.3 meters, and then I realize I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we'll just keep that uh, obscure measurement in the minds of the listeners here. Um, So the court is split into six zones, and each team basically has two zones on their side of the field, and in the middle is a a midline, center line, and on either side of the midline is a neutral zone. So each team has two zones of their own closest to their goal. And then between them and the center line is a neutral zone to divide up the zones. The lines are made of twine and tape. So they're visible to the refs and also whoever's watching, but also the players can feel where they are on court. So, you know, they can, they can create their positioning that way. Let's see. There are, of course, penalties because this game is very official. And these penalties are a short ball, which means that the ball fails to reach the opponent's area. There's a long ball, which means the ball does not touch the neutral zone between the teams when it's thrown. There is a high ball in which the ball does not touch the thrower's landing zone when thrown. Uh, oh, so they like sort of... Yeah, they, like they kind of okay. throw it more than they roll it. Um, okay. There's also an eye shades penalty, which I presume means they they moved their. Oh yeah, eye. we haven't said this yet. So they have to wear eye shades because while it's for people with visual impairment, I think a lot of people don't realize a lot of blind people are only partially blind, only mm-hmm. have partial visual impairment. So you have to have, I think it says, 
to be in the Paralympics competing in it, you have to have only 10, at least only 10% of your uh, visual ability left. But they do do subtle games. And then I think in the regular championships, they let people have slightly more vision. But to make sure everyone's equal on vision, they give you eye shades that sort of like look stuck on almost. Or sometimes it's just like a little like looks like the sleeping kind of eye shades. And then to make sure that you can't see. Yeah. And uh, let's see. There's also illegal defense in which the defender makes contact with a ball while they are not in their own team area. Uh, there's delay of game, which is various things. There's unsportsmanlike conduct, which is also various things. And also, you can't make noise during it. And why don't we talk about this? Because this is a pretty big deal. In yeah, this so game. like, if you're watching, and they get big audiences, because pretty much, I think even for the Paralympic, it's always they fill up the stadium because people want to see this. They have like an announcer person who right before they actually play, say, quiet, please. And then they say it in like 50 different languages. So, <laughs> uh, so you can't, if you're in the audience, you can't make any noise while you're watching or the game's actually in play. But then once they score, you can make go woo and all that. It makes it like you also can't have snacks in the stadium because what if you allow chewel? You just like chewing on that popcorn <laughs> too loud. Reminds me of when I saw. Did you ever see a Quiet Place? You know no. that movie. I've, okay. I've heard of it. Yes, but you I know it's like it. a horror movie where it's like you can't. The aliens they can only hear. They can't see, so they can't make sound. The aliens kill you. If you watch that movie in a packed theater, everyone was so silent. It was the nicest movie experience. <laughs> everyone was so silent. My friend got in late with the popcorn, and we were at those theaters with the reclining seats. Mm-hmm. He was trying to recline, but it makes a <laughs> sound, and we had like half the theater look up at him. <laughs> and then at some point, like in the middle, while it was really a silent scene, we just heard some guys shout, Will you please shut up? to some guy next to him. So it was the nicest movie experience, and that's really quiet. So I think that actually might work for a sport where everyone's more tense because you have to be really quiet while you're watching the sport. So it makes the game more suspenseful. But yeah, yeah you also Yeah, that's you can't, a really like, good point. Eat or fart or something. So <laughs> don't do that. No no farting allowed in these stadiums. No beans before you come to the stadium, you know? <laughs> they they will check your uh your lunch receipt just to make sure. Oh, they'll take a blood test for how much beans you've had recently. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and adding to that, there's also in like big venues, there are, you know, the massive TV screens where usually they might show a replay or something. But I don't know, in, in some of the videos of this board that I've seen, the TV screens just have like the biggest, most exaggerated shushing faces. Oh, yeah. It's the just people like... with the finger to the <laughs> mouth going shush. Yeah. So that is, that's basically the only thing that they have on those TV screens. Just uh, reminding everyone to keep quiet. And, uh, of course, you'll have the young children that are generally generally crying or screaming. And you can't really do anything about that. But you can't make noise because, of course, the players are relying on noise in order to figure out where the ball is coming from. For, like, later when we say how to improve the game, they could just make the ball really smelly instead. (laughs) They could put, like, rotten cheese in the middle. So instead, you have to have your sense of smell. 
and smell the ball coming towards you. Now, I don't think that will work as well, but it would be fun to try at least once. Uh, you know, all of those uh, spectators you talked about, the, the packed stadium? I don't think you could have a packed stadium with that. Ah, they can sell. That's a good merchandise. Sell, like, nose pluggos, you know? <laughs> Or what if, like, also all these, all the snacks in the stadium were really smelly too to try to trick the players? So, like, we got, yeah, all of the, what's that? What's that really sm- that fruit that's supposed to be really smelly? Dorian, Dorian, like that, <laughs> or stuff like that. People having like garlic straight up, so their mouth smells like garlic. And oh my tricky. god! All right, on uh, on that note. We shall continue. Let's go to stats on that note. (laughs) Okay, so as of 2017, there were 81 competing nations and 270 international referees. The most medals at the Goalball World Championship have been won by Lithuania for men and the United States for women. Uh, The 2018 World Championships were held at Malmo, Sweden, uh, and were won by Brazil for men, Russia for women. The next ones were in 2022 in Hangzhou, China. Uh, at 26, at the 2016 Paralympic Games in Rio, Lithuania won for men, Tokyo won for women. You know what I just realized? Lithuania has come up in like five of these weird sports as being really good at it. What are they doing in Lithuania that they can't play a normal sport? <laughs> Uh, because there's... they were in, they were in. Oh, I can't remember, but they were at least in like a. They were really good at wife carrying, and they were really good at like one or two other ones. They're uh, setting themselves up to be mentioned in this podcast as many times as possible. Lithuania just won the free press from us for this to- the tourism book bu- bureau <laughs> just wants the free press. Well, you're not going to get it. We're going to start bleeping out Lithuania every time. <laughs> they're they're trying to make it to a uh, a a greatest country at sports you've never heard of award they cl- show. They clearly are. They're still good at this stuff. All right. So um, yeah, this is a pretty big sport, a pretty big deal. Very professional and uh, honestly more advanced, I would say, than all the other sports that we've covered. And then, like, you sure we talk about some controversy with it? Like, there's something wrong about it that we got to address? I don't think there's anything wrong with this. Obviously, there was that Nazi thing that we can't prove, but we can't not prove it. So, but other than that, seems good. It's definitely a, a good sport, especially for allowing the visually impaired to have something to be able to participate in. I know I read some articles relating to this sport where they're like, you know, Oh, in, in my childhood, I, I had trouble fitting in or, you know, thinking about what I could do and whatnot. And, you know, this, this sport allowed me to showcase my talents here. So uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely amazing opportunity. And honestly, it was fun to watch too. Okay, so now we're at the final decision. Is it a sport? I think it definitively is a sport, especially because the Paralympic Committee has said so. 
Yeah. This is why we don't deal with the Paralympic or Olympic Committee very often because they definitively say everything was sport. <laughs> and we don't get to tell a little question. Okay. Um, for would you play? Um, well, okay, Trenton, I'm going to have to blind you so you could play this. <laughs> look into this light. Or, or just give me a, a blindfold that works. Too. Oh, yeah. I could just give you blind, but it's not as fun. <laughs> look into this this laser pointer for a while i mean it's a uh, it's definitely a a great sport in terms of just like physical ability too i mean like when they're trying to block the ball they're just diving for it you know they're they're basically all soccer goalies um, yeah and the when they throw it they're basically professional bolos or or pitchers because some of them even do like spins and stuff to gain momentum to throw the ball as well it's not exactly the same form as pitching that's why i wouldn't say that like they would do different m- muscles but yeah because bowling they have to do spins and stuff and they sort of sometimes do like maybe not spins but they try to like get a certain bounce on it yeah that's uh so it's different than bowling and that, that they want it to bounce. And I don't think people doing bowling typically want the ball to bounce a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the strategy of the game, I feel like some of them, some of them like that bounce, but also some of them are like specialized in just flat rolling it. And, you know, I wonder, is that to reduce the sound? So it's harder to tell where it's coming from. Like even though oh. the ball has bells inside of it i didn't think of that well because you know what you could do is you can just really try to roll to that really slowly (laughs) and it probably wouldn't make a noise so if you could actually try to be if you could be strategic and figure out where the blank the space is they can just go like bowling under the legs really slow nice slow movement true but the ball has to cross the center line uh, within 10 seconds of the defense making contact. So once the defense makes contact with it, they got to pass it off to somebody to make the throw. And within 10 seconds, it has to pass the center line. So you just got to be careful of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, oh, so we've answered, would you play it? I got to blind you first. Um <laughs> Would but you would, it, you, would you watch would i play it well i already have a pair of eye shades so sure and then <laughs> you're already you're already prepared for this sport i'm prepared and i kind of i kind of think it would be really like fun if you just didn't know if you had if you were blind it if you had eye shades on and you just couldn't tell if someone was about to throw something at your head that's a unique throw that i won't get from a lot of things in life <laughs> So, also, but the bigger thing I think with this sport is, would you go to the stadium and watch it? And I'm gonna say no because I don't oh. want to be pressured to not make noise. <laughs> Even though I think that makes it somewhat more fun, I feel like I'll screw up and like screw up the team, and I will be too much in my head. I can't mm. make too much noise. Gotcha. Um, I think I would see this. Um, because when they're, it's it's a lot of physical exertion at this yeah. sport. So I, I think it seems like it would be fun. It, I think it'd also be like a, a pretty small community as well, like a small community feel. I mean, if you go enough, then 
you know, you'll generally well, know everybody. Who's there. It's eighty-one competing nations. Yeah, that too. But I just mean in, like in women's and area. men's teams. <laughs> at that's well, that's at the highest level. You know, maybe at the the lower level, you'll be. Uh, yeah, I I honestly have never seen that my local YMCA. I've never seen this being played. I don't actually know where my local YMCA is, to be fair, but yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe this is your, your chance to set up a league. At a my little, local YMCA. Yeah, a club league Which, for I, it. I don't even know if there is a YMCA where I live. So, uh, <laughs> Actually, okay. going back to uh, the sounds, just I want to really quickly mention, for the Paralympics, at, at some points they actually play commercials during it. And not like on the TV broadcast, but like actually in the stadium, they'll be blaring commercials, which is really weird because right afterwards, they'll tell people to be quiet again. <laughs> yeah, they're not even going to give you a second to like talk to someone. It's nope. Here's this commercial. Here's this commercial and then right back into it. This is what they're talking about in like those dystopian movies like Blade Runner and stuff, which just nonstop advertising, and you can't be a human anymore. It's like I'm sitting and watching this game. You can't talk, and then when it finally starts, he was a commercial. Yep. <laughs> so what I'm basically saying is, this sport is leading to the downfall of humanity. Oh no. Okay, I'm not saying that. I like this sport. Please don't come after me. <laughs> All right. So this was a. Uh pretty fun sport to cover yeah so next week we'll have some other sport that you probably haven't heard of we'll make more odd comparisons and go on more weird tangents maybe jacob will talk more about pumpkin spice lattes that don't have any pumpkin in them yeah or the sentient leaf pile or the mascot of fall or the ymca where he recently started a no, because of... I don't know where the YMCA is. Well, well that's why you got to figure out where it is before next show. Man, I feel like I would just reference the song too much that to tell me to get out. <laughs> Wait, was YMCA an organization or was it just the name they gave to each one? Do you know? I don't know, but we'll tell you next we'll time. On... Next week is about the YMCA. <laughs> We're just going to do different sports you find at your local YMCA. Yes. So it's like, I do know when I have been to a YMCA in the past, I know there's always, if you go to the pool area, there's a bunch of old people doing like calisthenics in the pool. That could be our sport next week. <laughs> it's That's, the people uh, at the pool at the YMCA. Yeah. And then all the way on the other side are the little kids who are struggling to stay afloat as they learn to swim. Well, no, because usually they're on the shallow end, the people doing calisthenics. And the people doing laps are just trying to swim through the kids drowning, <laughs> and because there's no there's no lifeguard at the YMCA, and <laughs> now I'm gonna have two organizations after me: the YMCA, and okay, it's Young Men's some Young Men's Christian Association, I think it is. Yeah, I believe so. But then I don't know why that that became into a gym. That doesn't really make sense. Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to find out for next week. Yeah. In our longest outro yet. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have our basic plan for next week. 
This has been Sports You've Never Heard Of on Radio DePaul Sports. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Cito. Wear a mask and wash your hands and stay the fudge away from me.